Good morning. Welcome to A Couple with Anna, the podcast where I chat about... No, I've screwed that up. Hang on. I'm just going <laughs> to... <laughs> That's what happens when you get to bed at three in the morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Keep <it> prepared. <laughs> okay, let's try again. Good morning and welcome to A Couple with Anna, the podcast where I chat to all walks of life about life, particularly in the areas of creativity, well-being and simple living and today I'm joined by George. George is a mum, wife and creative family celebrant from Hestia and Iris Ceremonies and she's also an abstract artist so we're going to be talking a little bit about both those things today but also about having sort of several different jobs and, and how that works and um, I think <laughs> call it portfolio careers these days don't they? So how are you doing this morning George? You all right? I'm all right thank you. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I'm okay yeah. We're just saying how nice and awake we're both feeling this morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's um, 20 to 10 on a Saturday morning. We're both a little bit um, bit groggy, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> politely describe it. Yeah, so if we both fall asleep during the podcast, please forgive us. <laughs> you look lovely and cosy in that chair, actually. That looks, looks like the perfect It is. I know, I've been kind of moving around my attic trying to find like the perfect space for my podcast. And uh-huh. I finally found like the chair now. Um, so George I mean you know there's so many strings to your bow and you know there's there's so many interesting things about you and it's sort of like where do I start but I guess maybe we should start really with um, your art because obviously I've seen a lot of your artwork on Instagram which is absolutely beautiful and I love how you use colours and I'm completely in love with colours as well so tell us a little bit how that got started were you a really creative kid what what were you like? Yeah, I um, I was always very, very creative. It's the only thing really that I've ever wanted to do. Um, and I, um, I did kind of all of the the exam type stuff, and I did a degree in it, which, um, really, to be honest, knocked it out of me for about a decade, probably. I I didn't. I went. I finished my degree in two thousand and seven, and it took a really really long time to I got I didn't get a great a great grade and it knocked my really really knocked my confidence so that that was a weird that was a really hot quite a strange kind of hiatus for a few years after that um and then I when I met my I met James my husband in 2009 and he bless him every birthday and Christmas he bought me like a class to go to or a you know some equipment because he was just like this there's obviously there's a thing inside you you need to be this is what you need to be doing um and eventually it just kind of started creeping back in and then I guess it was when we moved to X to Exmouth um which was about three years ago I always oh, so, said yeah I started um I started an art class um with an art and a local artist Angie Seaway and it just went and it just lit me up again it just made it was on a Wednesday evening because in between that time I became a mum and I think that it was really easy just to kind of go oh I don't have time for that I don't have energy for that um and then it got to the point where I was like I just I've got to find the time and the energy now um so yeah I started going to the class and just finding my my kind of my groove with it again um yeah and I've been since then I've had another baby and I don't feel like 
she, it was completely different this time. I didn't lose myself into the babiness. It was kind of, although we had a lockdown as well, which was a bit of, <laughs> it's been a bit of a different experience, but it did mean that James, my husband, was around more so he could have them so I could create more. So this year has been quite, oh God, oh, sorry. <laughs> the, um, the laptop's going, I think I need to plug it in. Oh, sorry, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, go plug it in. It's fine. <laughs> We do real life on this podcast, it's fine. (laughs) The screen just went completely blank. I thought I'd lost you. Um, Yeah, so I've had um, I've had some. This year's been quite a creative year, I think, and um, I've started selling some work and exhibiting a little bit. There's um, so that it's been it's really that's been really really good. But it's definitely been a rocky, very up and down journey. yeah, which is, I can imagine it must be so rewarding, like you say, to have kind of had that confidence knocked and then to be back, back doing it and, fl- you know, flourishing. And it must be yeah. such a good feeling. Definitely. There's that, I think everyone, anyone that puts their, your, well, it, it, it's your soul, it's your insides out into the world. I mean, you know that as a, as a singer, um, it makes you very, very vulnerable. And I think when you're being graded on that by people that, I mean, ultimately aren't really, who knows what it's, it's so subjective. Um, yeah, that, that was, that was a really, it was really damaging that my degree, <laughs> That's, you know, that it, it wasn't, it wasn't a good, a good time. I mean, you know, socially and personally it was okay, but um, in terms of art, I don't feel like, yeah, it was it was the best thing for me. I wish I'd you know, gone just done it on my own from the beginning and mm. not worried about what other people think. I think Joe, I think like with these sort of degrees and stuff, I know it's not for everyone, but I always think like the degrees are put together by people who are natural artists creating it. So it's like who's mm. to say do you know what I mean? If you're that natural artist, why do you necessarily need a degree, I guess? Yeah. 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 And I think there's definitely skill of course there's skills to learn. There's yeah. there's um context is really important you know in terms of the history of art but but ultimately yeah I don't I don't necessarily think it's about what's inside you and then if someone comes and says oh actually what's inside you isn't good enough that's quite (laughs) quite damaging yeah 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 Um, oh well good for you for putting it back out there tell tell us a little bit about um like the inspiration behind some of your work because it is so beautiful and colorful you put something up on instagram yesterday i was just like blown away by it oh thank you um i i really i'm obsessed with color i love color i love um i can't stand you know things to be too dull (laughs) so i didn't it's the recent ones have been kind of natural, more natural landscape. I've got some. Would you like to see? Yes, please. Um, so they're just little, little abstracts. Nice. Um, but they're, yeah, kind of natural world. I live by the beach, so that's. So say that looks very Exmouth inspired. Yeah, yeah. It's and it's quite yeah, quite estuary like, isn't it? I suppose. And this one's kind of. Um, um, <laughs> kind of islandy and I yeah I but natural world but also I love I love painting women I think women the form of women has been painted obviously forever but I just find it eternally interesting and beautiful to paint so I do I do paint women um, kind of figures um, in an abstract way quite a lot 
myself more than anyone else really because I'm here okay (laughs) (laughs) and are you um are you quite sort of disciplined with the way you create do you sort of set times in the day or do you do it as and when you how does that work with having children and a family as well I'm not disciplined in almost anything <laughs> in life, I'm, I can tell totally you to that. <laughs> I'm a disciplined person. Um, uh, no, I don't. I, I think if I, I'd like to say if I had, you know, more time, then I would be very. Oh, I'd say this is the time that I'm doing this. But it really and truly, that this week has been a really good example of working better because. I've had all my, I don't have really have a space either. So that's quite a bit of a um, challenge. So this week I took all my stuff downstairs, had it on the kitchen table. And so I've just been kind of doing bits and pieces as and when, because I've had both my girls at home this week, one of them's poorly. Um, and actually that I've been the most productive this week than I have in a really long time because, because I'm not saying, oh, I've got to do it at this hour. It's there. And when I'm cooking dinner, I can do a little bit. Yeah. And that's actually worked amazingly well. And although it may, means that my kitchen is, uh, my one-year-old is constantly reaching up for, for ink, <laughs> which is a little bit stressful. Um, it does mean that I get far more done because I'm doing that. Uh, it happened because I my phone broke for a week. And so instead of, zombie mm. kind of scrolling I had my work down and I was in those flashes of time I was doing that instead of just seeing what you know AOL had to say today about Meghan Markle <laughs> which is far better frankly oh the time you can lose on it is so scary oh it's terrifying yeah. my phone broke a couple of months ago and I haven't had a phone for two months it's great yeah when I go out the yeah. house it's like freedom (laughs) this is fine this is actually really lovely (laughs) so as well as sort of doing your own artwork and you sell that you you've 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 run sort of workshops for kids and stuff haven't you in the past Mm -hmm. yeah yeah I um when my eldest was 18 months I decided I needed to kind of have a thing that I did but she she was and is still quite um she loves me very much and she didn't really want to go into any childcare, so it had to be something that she was with me. Um, so I started doing kids' art groups uh, at a local cafe in Crediton, when it, which is where we lived at the time. Uh, so that was really, really nice. And it was quite, you know, quite a little bit slow in terms of the, I didn't get loads and loads of people, but it was quite a small space, so it worked. But there were some some weeks where it was just my daughter and the cafe owner's son, <laughs> but we had a nice time. That was, it was, you know, we got out of the house, it was good. Yeah. Uh, it's and a good way to look we, at it, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it will eat to you. He, the, um, the, hello, sorry, oh. you're back. Hello? Hello, you're back. <laughs> It's one of those mornings. <laughs> yeah. The laptops are feeling a bit like... It's <laughs> feeling like us. Yeah. Uh, he, yeah, he said to me, well, you, you're not ever going to buy your second home, you know, charging £3 for two children to come. <laughs> no, I'm not. But my sanity is being saved. So that's, that is important. Yeah. Uh, and then we moved to Exmouth and I started doing them from our kitchen. And that was that 
was really successful. Yeah. Uh, and I had a lot more children then. Uh, and then I got pregnant and kind of so I kind of slowed it down a little bit. And then we went into lockdown and I was, yeah. was going to start again at Easter and it didn't really happen. Well, it didn't really, it's a quite an understatement, isn't it? Nothing happened at Easter at And I, yeah, so that, that didn't really, I haven't started them back, but um, somebody who came to my groups with her little daughter has a, um, like a tutoring business called Live to Learn. And she said she wanted to start providing art sessions for kids that are um, homeschooled. So I've been doing that for a few months and that's really lovely. And that's really nice to be able to, I love going somewhere to do it rather than it being in my kitchen. Um, And it's really interesting. So now instead of kind of between 18 months and three, they are like 12 and 13. So it's a very, very different thing, but I really, I love it. It's really, it's really challenging yeah to think things to really engage them but actually they are don't say don't tell anyone but they're actually not that hard to engage in art they're quite like it they're quite like oh we actually really like this yesterday we did christmas and they were a bit like "Mm -hmm." by the end they were shaking glitter all over like they're like you can't have too much glitter <laughs> oh, it's fantastic! Oh, you're making me think about glitter now, George. I love glitter. <laughs> I did say that the oceans can have too much glitter. Can we just like chill it on the glitter a bit? But they were they were gone. <laughs> so, you recently you've you've trained to do something else, haven't you? Which I was yeah. really interested. It's something I always thought I might do in the future. So I, when I, so I was like, oh, George is George is um, trained to do this. Maybe it's a creative thing, hey? Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, t- tell us like what inspired you to want to become a celebrant, and yeah, how was um, the training, and just tell tell us everything. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, yeah, I well, so um, I'm kind of at home. <laughs> like everyone and I I really felt like I, I keep, could see how the big the hardest thing you know obviously financially and health wise that's te- has been terrifying for everybody but I think the hardest thing as far certainly for me and for the people closest to me has been the, the loss of contact and the the kind of the it really highlighted the importance of relationships for me um so I was thinking about that and I felt like there must be something in this because I can, I, it felt like a real calling. Um, and that sounds possibly a bit cheesy, but it really, really did. I kept kind of seeing little things like I was following, a, um, it's quite big. It started in Australia, so it's kind of this kind of celebrity. So I was following an Australian woman that was a celebrant and I thought gosh that looks a lovely thing and my sister got married two years ago and had a friend um kind of perform the ceremony and I got to thinking that actually that's probably a a job for some for somebody that it's um that how what a wonderful thing so uh, I looked into it and I found um a company uh the institute of professional celebrants uh and I loved their um the chap that runs that Stuart he, Stuart Morris he 
he was so passionate and he put a lot into his kind of his videos and his just there was something about the the way that he did it that I because there's lots of companies now that do training. Um, uh, so yeah, we we had a little um, windfall of money um, from from an inheritance, and we kind of went, okay, actually, we could put some of that money into into doing the training. So I, yeah, I signed up and did that, and and also because under normal circumstances, it would have been a um, what do you call a residential, but because of COVID, it wasn't. And I think had it been a residential, I wouldn't have been able to do it because my little one. Still rely, I mean, both of them still rely on me quite heavily at night, and I just couldn't have gone away for five days. She's too, I'm still feeding her and all of that stuff. So it worked really well to be yeah. at the desk and kind of still being able to do my my mum stuff as well as train. So that was really good. Um, yeah, and it's thus far <laughs> not many weddings happening. Um, but my website's nearly built. I just got the kind of the first draft of that yesterday, which is really exciting. Um, and I've done some CPD since just like around, um, more around uh, funerals and how to market yourself and, and that kind of thing. So it's, it's a really lovely, really exciting thing. Yeah. And I think as well, you know, I love what you're saying, you know, so, you know, one day you might be doing a wedding or a funeral and you might be doing an art class or creating your own art yeah. and, and how nice to have a variety. Cause I think I'm so much like you in that sense. And just, mm. it took quite a long time. I don't know about you, but for me, it took quite a long time to accept that I was just someone that wanted to do multiple things. Cause I think yeah. the world is telling you a lot of the time to pick one thing. And I grew up in that environment and it's, and there's a little bit of kind of inner friction sometimes. Like, oh, is, is this okay? Do you do you ever feel like that sometimes, or do you feel like you're you're really comfortable with it now? I'm really comfortable with it now. I if I think about it too much, I get a bit overwhelmed with. Um, and this week's been a good example of that. In that, I had I did a lot of art and was kind of actively trying to sell it. And my eldest had chickenpox, and I've got uh-huh. a baby and um I'm trying to get the website done so all of those hats sometimes there are some weeks where it just goes and literally think why am I doing that I could just not do any (laughs) any of this and just wait until Polly's a bit older and she's in childcare and then I've got some more headspace but now's the time that it's happening so I've and I love and it makes me a better mum and it makes me a happier person to be although I'm knackered it does uh, I can it feeds my brain and it feeds my feeds who I am and so that's I think that is that's more important than sleep yeah (laughs) because it's I know what you mean it sounds like you know when like you say you you had this kind of calling and I I can completely relate to that it's like you 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 kind of can't get away from something if it's then you're like I have to do this because you also it sounds like that was similar with your move to Exmouth as well was it that you just sort of decided you were going to move by the sea and then just put your house on the market yeah that was really really like that it we we'd kind of we'd done up this house we'd had our first baby there we um it was our first home and it was probably only within the year before that we'd said oh we'll never you know we'll never sell it it's our this is our our home although there were lots of niggles about it because it it was a 
a doer-upper and it was taking us a long time, <laughs> time to get there. Um, and then just, yeah, we just kind of thought, this actually, this isn't for us anymore. And um, we'd been going, it was, in, it was near Crediton, so it was quite far, it was nearly an hour from Exmouth, but we'd been coming over to Exmouth quite a lot with our daughter. I think just to be near the sea, just to be, we just really want, needed to be near the water. Um, and we thought, well, actually, well, this is, this is ridiculous. If this is where we're happiest, then let's do that. And so we, we put the house on the market and it took a long, really long time to sell. And that was probably the hardest six-ish odd months of my, our lives, really. It, it was very, very stressful. We ha I had maybe four or five viewings a week but no offers for six months and when with a two-year-old running around I had to tight like keep it viewing ready all the time we're not naturally leaning towards that <laughs> so it was quite a lot of work um, and we just wanted to go I just felt like I couldn't couldn't do the next thing I knew there was something that was supposed to be happening but it couldn't happen where we were um, Sorry, the laptop keeps going off. Um, uh, yeah, so, um, but then eventually we did, we did, and it was somebody, the person that bought it was somebody that kind of viewed it one month and then didn't say anything and didn't like put an offer in or anything for about six weeks. So we thought that he was well gone. And then, yeah, it, the offer just came and it all happened. And it was, that was just, it was brilliant. And it's been the absolute best, best, best because we've got such a lovely community now and friends and um it just seemed, feel, felt like the right feels like the right place is our home it's definitely our home yeah. love it. good decision <laughs> yeah sure. george i'm gonna fire some questions at you now um and yes this is my second half of the podcast interview so <laughs> first one is what has been your favorite moment of today so far Hey, um, it's supposed to be a bit quicker fire than this. <laughs> um, <laughs> 10, 9, 8, 7, 6. <laughs> I, I generally think chatting to you because we, I, um, we had a dreadful night with my girls. We were all up a bit later because we've been up a lot. So it, this, the getting to this part was quite, <laughs> quite like, ah, oh, make some breakfast. And, um, so this has been quite nice, quite, quite lovely. Uh -huh. <laughs> okay and something that you're really grateful for at the moment um I'm really grateful I'm really grateful for my health I um you know I I'm I've been very I used to be a person that caught every single thing if there was a bug going around then I'd be a girl for it um but I've, yeah, I'm, I'm quite healthy. My family is quite healthy, chicken pox notwithstanding, but she's got through it quite relatively unscathed. Um, yes, yeah, so I'm very grateful for myself and okay. all our health. Your favourite hot drink? Tea. I drink too much tea. Do you? Um, You're an all like a tea, tea all day long person. Tea all day long person. Yeah. Um, yeah, tea. Okay. Um, best piece of advice you've ever been given? Um, I, I'll paraphrase it, but 
basically, you know, you, I think, what does Dolly Parton say? So you've got to put up with the rain to have the rainbows, like that kind of, the, even though there are dark days and dark months and dark years, that can really highlight the, the amazing, the wonderful and the, you know, the beautiful parts of life. So you do have to have a bit of both. And it can be very difficult to remember that when you're in the middle of the dark bits. But um, there's been a, quite a few times in the last few weeks where it's I've just been, you know, when you're tired, it just you, your brain goes into overdrive. <laughs> um, and then suddenly something will happen, and you think, oh, okay, that is all the better for how crap I felt earlier. This is so, yeah, just taking those little moments and realizing that yeah the dark it will, does end yeah like you say though when you're in it it don't feel like it does it <laughs> no and you asked me that exactly at three o'clock this morning i'd have gone no there's no light there'll never be day <laughs> but, uh, no rainbows <laughs> no there's no rainbows <laughs> rainbows <laughs> just um, leave i just want to <laughs> a standout person from your life and why um, well, it, this is maybe a little bit cliche, or maybe it's not. I don't know. I don't know if people think this all the time. But my husband really is the standout person in my life. He, um, we met tw- nearly 12 years ago when I was a very different person. We were both very different people. And we've really, we've grown together and changed a lot. Um, I was in my early 20s when I met him. And I think everyone changes, whether you've, get married or whether you have kids or whether just everything life happens to you that that cut in those that space of time it just does um but he really gives me the space to change and gives me the space to have ideas like I think I'm going to be a celebrant now <laughs> um and I'm very 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 grateful and lucky to have that um because he's just always behind me no matter the nonsense <laughs> idea that I've got he's always so supportive and he's a very sensible voice as well he's like oh well um maybe we'll think about this should we just think about that he doesn't belittle those ideas he just tries to kind of steer me <laughs> steer me into a slightly more tempered version sometimes which is needed you sound like a good team <laughs> yeah we are a good yeah we are a good team so is it right that when you met you were not like looking for anyone you decided to have a break from guys and <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah I I think I'd had very turbulent year um very ter- well very turbulent <laughs> a few years before that um and I was kind of like no I'm not staying in Devon I'm going I'm moving soon to to where I don't know where I thought I was moving but I'm gonna go I'm going I'm gonna do something else and I don't need a man is just gonna kind of hamper that and but then we yeah we met and were living together within about five months so that didn't, didn't really stick <laughs> <laughs> oh what a lovely love story <laughs> uh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> all right um standout movie and why um, I, I really, really found that movie and I, I've thought about this and 
I wanted to say something really profound, but actually it's, um, it's House Sitter with um, Goldie Hawn and Steve Martin because it is such a comforting film. It's one of those kind of um, one's guilty pleasure movies that you can just put on and just have a nap to back when I could have naps and just really um, just let it wash over you, but it still makes me laugh in stupid points. So yeah, that's that's my film. I haven't seen it. I'm gonna have to watch that now. Oh, I haven't well. moved it today. <laughs> I mean, probably it's one that you have to watch like as a kid and then still carry with you. Uh, okay. It's probably not gonna stand up on its own now. Ah. Uh. <laughs> it might. It might. Maybe I'm being harsh on it. <laughs> you never know. Give it a go. <laughs> a hungover Sunday afternoon. It's, it's perfect for that. Um, stand up book and why? Um, I'm reading, I've, I've read lots of books, I and I find it difficult to remember books. I love, I do, I love to read, but I do find it quite difficult to kind of um, pinpoint some of that ones. But I'm reading at the moment um, Lennon Doyle's Untamed, which is kind of like a, um, a series of essays. Um, she's, she's an American um, writer who wrote a lot about love in her marriage and then her marriage turned out to not be quite what she what she thought it was and then she fell in love with a woman and um she's really kind of realized what love is and who who she is as a person and how um how especially as women we're kind of told to be small all the time from being little like we're kind of fed the oh well this is what you're supposed supposed to be and how not to be like that and it's just a really amazing um I think I'd done quite a lot of that work already not not doing things just to please people but it's um yeah it's a it's an amazing book that makes you just go yes <laughs> <laughs> So, we need yeah. a reminder of that sometimes, don't we? I think you can always yeah, get back into that habit of, you know, not necessarily feeling empowered. Yeah, definitely. But that's the word. It's very empowering. Good. <laughs> um, a song that's special to you? Um, One Day Like This by Elbow was our wedding song. Um, and it, that really reminds me of the really early days of our relationship. Like I was saying, like when we're trying not to be um fall in love too quick and uh, that song really reminds me of that so that's it's a very special special song uh... <laughs> <laughs> isn't it funny how like i think it's so funny how um, someone in their mid-30s find it so odd to talk about being in love with my husband we <laughs> we are very we are and we've been together in you know a long time and it's not all romance these days, weirdly, <laughs> with two small children. But um, yeah, we're good. It's like you say, it's a good, we're a good team. Yes. <laughs> okay, I'm going to give you a um, a scenario now, and I want you to tell me how you would d deal with this situation. So you begin to. You're probably going to be really good at this one. So you begin to feel really overwhelmed and anxious and like not in a particularly good state. Like maybe you were at three this morning. <laughs> what, when you sort of get like that, what, what do you do to, for yourself to sort of help you calm down and help you sort of return to a better state of mind? Um, well, I 
I do, I meditate a bit, quite a bit. I use Headspace, um, the Headspace app quite a lot to, they've got a good SOS section of just three minutes of take yourself out. Um, I think getting outside is really, really important. Um, I think especially these days, it's really easy to be in the house and be here for days and days and not realise that you haven't actually kind of ventured in the outside world. So yeah, getting taking just three or four minutes of no input um, is really important to me, getting outside when I can. And creating, I think um, it's, that's quite a form of kind of meditation to me because it's quite, it's mindful and it's, um, I think it's really important to identify a bit what it is that's too much because I quite, I think I'm quite, sensorily sensitive I think if I've got lots of noise because there's noise all the time in my house um lots of noise lots of things lots of people talking to me I'm trying to do too many things at once I get overwhelmed it doesn't take much for me just one thing then just and I just explode so taking all of those things out layer by layer, not literally taking out my children, just like layer by layer, just kind of going, okay, I need to reset myself. But so, and sometimes just having a good sob is really good. Like that, that can be part of the resetting as well. I'm quite, I'm an, definitely an advocate for being sad if you need to be sad and being really really cross if you need to be cross but just trying to direct it in the right the right way yeah let it out (laughs) yeah Yeah, definitely holding it in is not good thank you and lastly do you have um a challenge for the listeners i do have a challenge now it's as if it might feel like a bit of a morbid challenge but I think it's important to do. So as part of being a celebrant, I'm quite um, learning more and more about um, how people really think that you have to go a certain way when for funerals in particular. So um, I really feel like people should know that you can actually do whatever you want. There's not, it's not very regulated, the, the funeral industry. You don't have to have you know a church or a creme you can you can kind of have what you want so my challenge is for people to take for you to take maybe just a minute just closing your eyes and just imagine <laughs> imagine that day and you won't probably won't be there in, in person but imagine your own funeral and imagine what you really want and what you you know what does it sound like what does it look like and if it isn't everyone's standing very sadly in black then make sure that's written down somewhere because I think that when that time comes those people closest to you organizing that you you kind of your brain wants to go down the path of least resistance and actually if that if that way of saying goodbye to you isn't the way that you want which I don't think a lot of people want that do they I don't think a lot of people would want just kind of a very staid, quiet ceremony. I think some people would really want a party and really want people to celebrate their life. So I think that's my, that's my challenge is for you to kind of imagine what you'd really like and write it down. 
and make sure it's somewhere that someone would see it. I think that's such a brilliant challenge. Like, and I think you can get really creative with it as well. Yeah. You know, and I know you say sort of like, you know, or maybe it sounds a bit morbid. And I, t- I totally agree. I think some of these subjects we're just scared of talking about. And actually, once you just talk about it, it's not actually as scary as, as you think. Because ultimately, no. we are all going to die. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's it. I think the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And in the end, we're all going to die. Thank you. Goodbye. But we are, and not everybody yeah. wants to get married, and not everybody wants a lot of the kind of ceremonies of life are to do with things that people, you know, um, children are doing naming ceremonies for babies. Not everybody's going to have that, but we all are going to die. So it's let's make that a really, really exactly as we want it to be, and not not just as we think it should be. I'm guessing also then it, it it takes the pressure off the people that are organ having to organise because that you know yeah. if you just had a loss and then you've got to organise something and you don't know what you're doing you know I've sang at funerals before and one of them um they didn't know what music I ended up choosing the music and everything and yeah it was, and it just I, it felt like a lot of pressure on me and it was a bit so, so I think um it's just nice to yeah to do that for I know that you're really honouring what that per- what your loved one really wanted. Um, and to know that that's taken care of and you're not going to leave that for your and it could change it probably you know hopefully you know let's hope that it's all a long way off for 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 us and things will change and you'll be you're going to grow and change but for right now I think it might it's a good thing to do every few years or so just to make sure that you know you get what you want and your family can give that to you I'm having a cardboard box, by the way, and then people with felt the pens, so people can then come. Yeah, that's such a cool, that's such a good thing. Yeah, there's this thing called Coffin Club. Um, I think they're mostly up north, but I'm um, I'm wondering about doing the training to get one down here. But it's about kind of talking about death and talking about um, end of life and death, and and they quite often decorate coffins you kind of buy like a cardboard coffin to keep at home for and that you can decorate over time and you can so it's ready ready to go I think that's quite awesome oh my goodness it's like a whole other world isn't it <laughs> it is it's very interesting once you get into it very creative yeah. <laughs> I just realized there was a question I forgot to ask you um I forgot to ask you where your favorite nature spot was oh um oh I'm very lucky the abundance of nature that I've got around us um so I absolutely love love the estuary in Exmouth and I also um love the up on Woodbury Common um and my other favorite kind of outdoor spot is Tintagel in Cornwall um which is one of my favorite places in the world and that's where and come back, come back to it again that's where Jay's proposed and um so it's a very special place for me it's really beautiful it, you, on a good day there you wouldn't believe that you were still in in the UK it's it's gorgeous oh I'm so glad you reminded me of that I haven't been there for so long they have a little um I'm sure I went to a little witchcraft museum there once yeah they've got lots of unusual things they've kind of got lots of Merlin stuff and like King Arthur now I can't remember the details about that because I, I used to take um, groups of um, foreign language students there. So I used to know a huge amount of, about Tintagel, which I've, it's pushed out <laughs> for other things now. But yeah. yeah, they've got lots of kind of Merlin and King Arthur stuff and witchcraft. 
definitely worth a visit george it's been so nice i just feel like we've just had a really nice chat it's yeah it's been really lovely, lovely. Thank way you. to start the day is there anything that you sort of feel would like to mention that you feel you haven't said or is there anything you just kind of want to add in Ooh, um i think wait um just just to say a tiny bit more about um the celebrancy stuff um just that that's uh, it's really amazing. Like if if you if anyone listening is getting married and it feels like a church or a hotel or a, you know like a registered place isn't for them, and actually going to the beach or going to a cliff top or your mum's garden because it's really beautiful is what you want. Then to really think about having a celebrant because um, you can there aren't any rules with that and it's it can really really make it about you. So I think. Celebrancy is not that well known, um, not as well. I mean, it's getting better, like getting better, but it's definitely something that people don't always consider. So um, do, and if you're local to me. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was thinking, George, because I've been sort of having these sort of general chats with my guests, and I think it'd be really nice to sort of get some of you back. And just like you say, if you wanted to literally just pick one topic and we could just discuss that topic for half an hour. Yeah, and lovely. Just literally discuss that and help people with ideas. So if you'd be up for coming back in the new year, that would be really cool. Definitely. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that yeah. would be lovely. And um, where can people find you online if they want to, like, nose about and find out more about <laughs> Well, because of all of my um, my hats, I've got about four different Instagram accounts. <laughs> so it depends on what people are interested in. Um, but my art is at George's Colours. Um, my... So that's for my my abstract art. My kids groups is Tada Kids, like T A D A H Tada Kids, um, and my celebrancy is Hestia and Iris ceremonies. So I'm on kind of on Instagram and Facebook with that stuff, and my website for Hestia and Iris will be ready very soon, very soon, and that is going to be Hestia and Iris ceremonies excellent thank you <laughs> what, what are you guys up to for the rest of the day it's all gone very quiet so i don't, <laughs> I don't know what's going on down there um, but i think we're going to probably get out and have a walk my poor husband has is changed to this desk most of the week and doesn't get out much so i think we're going to get him some fresh air and um, let him see the light outside this little box um, <laughs> yeah and probably get the girls out yeah running around Fire them out. <laughs> yes, I hope you get a better night's sleep tonight. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you so much, George. It's been so nice to talk to you. You're um, welcome. Yes, Thank we'll you. Talk again. Yeah, that would be lovely. Thanks, Emery. It's really nice.